welcome to the Great Food Debate presented by This Week Community News, a podcast about where to eat, drink, and more in Central Ohio. I'm Abby Armbruster, your host of the show. It's not 5 o'clock when we're recording this, but it is Friday, so let's talk about cocktails. Now that summer is here, it's always great to sip on a cold cocktail while sitting in the sun or meeting with friends, and we want to know where to find the best cocktails in Columbus, so our panelists are here to find out uh, and share their answers. Um, joining me today are... My name is Jamie Hitchcock, and I am the community manager for Yelp Columbus. I'm Alex Bocchino, and I work for Beam Suntory. I'm Erin Edwards, and I'm dining editor with Columbus Monthly. Perfect. Uh, and what makes you guys experts on cocktails? Um, I would say I'm an expert on cocktails, one, because it's my job to be on Yelp looking for the, <laughs> the, the best spots in Columbus, whether it's for a cocktail, a cup of coffee, or a slice of pizza. So I'm consistently looking up uh, really cool cocktail places. That's a perfect answer. Uh, and Alex, can you kind of describe more about your job? And that leads, of course, as to why you're an expert on cocktails. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, so my job is uh, I'm a territory manager with Beam Suntory, which is the parent company for Jim Beam, Maker's Mark, uh, Salsa Tequila, a whole bunch, a whole slew of brands. And so I'm in alcohol sales. So basically I, my day is spent going to restaurants and bars and, and people with liquor licenses and talking to them about my products. So after I'm done with my work, I have to product <laughs> test. Uh, so I definitely go to bars and, and whatnot throughout the evening. Um, and I've also traveled across the U.S. And the first thing I look at is which bars are best in those different cities. So. So you are definitely the expert here. <laughs> if that's what you want to call me, by all means, go ahead. <laughs> all right. And then, Aaron, what makes you an expert on cocktails? Well, even though I'm dining editor, I would also call myself the drink editor. There you go. Uh, for Columbus Monthly. Uh, and I do spend maybe too much time in bars. Uh, one of my favorite ways to get story ideas is just talking to bartenders. And, oh. Um, it's a great way to get story ideas. That's a great idea. Uh, and so, an FYI to our listeners, a cocktail is defined by any beverage with two or more ingredients. Uh, one is usually and alcohol um, in there. And then if it's a distilled spirit or mixer, it's called a highball, which I never knew until doing research for this episode. So um, Jamie, Alex, and Aaron, you'll each get about one minute to to, uh, say what your favorite place is in Columbus to grab a cocktail and why it's your favorite. And also what drink you're typically grabbing there. If that's a a few different ones, great. If it's one signature drink, great. Um, So Jamie, let's start with you. Where is the best place to grab a drink in Columbus? So my new favorite spot, the spot that I've been going to pretty regularly, is called Two Truths. And Ooh. it's right in the middle of the short north. They opened, I think, just over a year ago. It's a pretty new spot. Um, I enjoy it, one, because the environment's really fun and diverse. The, um, the bartenders there are really fun. And they, I enjoy the fact that they literally take maybe seven to ten minutes to make my drink. And I sit there oh. and I watch them. So it's kind of, there's an entertainment factor there. Sure. Um, my go-to is generally classic old-fashioned. That's, that's really uh, what I like. That's pretty much what I always get when, when I'm at Two Truths. But I do kind of explore their menu a little bit. They've got a nice cocktail menu with some unique things. Great. Uh, and then, Alex, what about you? So my favorite is uh, what I consider to be the bar that kind of leads the cocktail charge. They okay. were they were one of the first ones to really do craft cocktails, and um, 
they've been doing it. It seems as though most bars are trying to mimic what this bar is doing. It's called Curio. It's attached to Harvest Pizza in uh, German Village. And my favorite thing about that bar when it's available is when you first walk in, it's pretty small. Uh, The bar itself, I think, has like eight to ten seats at it. And then there's a few booths in the back. But there's what I call the window seat, which is two seats, uh, only lit by candles in the corner, almost behind the bar. So you're watching everything happen uh, from the bartender's perspective. And those cocktails are all super involved. Um, So watching them be made uh, is incredibly interesting to me. Um, Great date spot for anybody that's looking, you know, for, you know, to take someone somewhere. Uh, And my, I don't really have a go-to cocktail. I have things that I make at home all the time. I always like to try something I've never seen before. Mm. So the newest thing or the thing that sounds the funkiest is what I'm at least starting off with. And then I might go to a classic, like an old fashioned or a Manhattan. Sounds great. All right. And Aaron, what is your choice for best place to grab a cocktail? I find that question really hard. (laughs) I have so many favorite favorites. Uh, I'm, can I, can I have two? I'm going to cheat. Sure. Have two. <laughs> That's fine. Um, okay. Uh, I love the bottle shop uh, in on King Ave. Uh, it's yeah, a couple moved here from Miami, um, opened it up in a former, you know, the former Viking carryout. Um, it's just adorable. It's small. It's, it has mismatched furniture, uh, old movies on, on the movies, big movie screen. Lots of beer on tap as well if you don't want to do cocktails. But really fantastic cocktail menu. Um, changes a lot. Uh, and on one side is the is a mini mart too. Hmm. Uh, and my second favorite is Denmark, uh, right on High Street in the short north. Uh, great view over looking High Street. All of the bartenders are just really fun and um, personable. Um, and they it changes. They have seasonal cocktails. It's constantly changing. Uh, and what do I like to get? I usually ask the bartender, "Hey, you know, uh, I like gin. Uh, you know, dealer's <laughs> choice." Uh, my other favorite is, uh, if I'm going classic, a Martinez, which is basically a gin version um, of a Manhattan. Well, that all sounds great. Yeah. Um, awesome. And you guys all mentioned places that are a little bit more, uh, they dedicate the time to making a good cocktail. So if someone maybe has no cocktail experience at all, they have no idea what to order, what is the advantage of getting something that takes you know some, some time to make? Uh, Alex, what would be the advantage there? So uh, I basically I made a list. If I could, if you were, if you asked for more than one, I could have. Get, I think I have fifteen here. Okay. Um, so I do have a list of places I would go. Denmark is definitely on that list. Bottle shops on that list. So the thing that I like that these places are doing is everything. All the juice is fresh press. All of the syrups and things are made in house. A lot of at Denmark, especially, they make a ton of their own liqueurs. They're wow. making their own infusions. Yeah. They're smoking things. Like it is an art form. I call these bartenders the chefs of the bar world. Um, everything that they're doing is the same that the chef would be doing in a kitchen, but just behind a bar and with liquid instead. Hmm. And Jamie, anything else to add to that? No, I would agree. I was going to mention the same thing about Denmark. A lot of their like simple syrups and stuff are made right there. Um, So it's the fact that they're making them from scratch and Mm -hmm. that they know that it's kind of like an art form and that they experiment and kind of get into it. And at any of the places like we mentioned, pretty sure that you can literally just say, hey, this is what I like. Make me something. Mm -hmm. And they're going to get creative and make you a cocktail that's more than likely going to blow your mind. You're really going to enjoy it. Might not be on the menu, but if you tell them what they like, they can also kind of curate it to to your taste. There you go. And Erin, anything else to add to that? I would just add it's really kind of performance art. I mean, like you were saying, you know, uh, almost like chefs. It's it's a performance art. Um, uh, but yeah, I'd just reiterate what you guys said. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You are listening to The Great Food Debate. Erin, uh, you already mentioned gin, but uh, it, what type of alcohol are you typically gravitating towards if you are picking from a cocktail menu? 
Is gin always the number one choice? <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, gin's usually number one. I mean, I also love a good Manhattan uh, as well. Um, you know, I, I love mezcal. That's another another favorite of mine. I probably my least favorite's probably vodka. I don't know if you guys want to debate about that one. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> I'm with you. It's flavorless. It's odorless. It's it's like the definition of is flavorless, odorless, tasteless. It is supposed to be as neutral as possible. So vodka is the one I steer clear from. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, the host, of course, loves vodka only because I. <laughs> I am I'm an untalented like I, I had know nothing about drinks so vodka vodka and cranberry is my good standby if I need it so anyway <laughs> so Alex are you gonna choose bourbon then so yes I would say if I had to pick one spirit that I had you know if you were gonna limit me to drink that and only that it would be bourbon um, I do love bourbon and all different types of bourbon um, and rye whiskey as well however I have been on a kick of trying some Japanese whiskeys which oh. are new and interesting um, gin is something I've learned to like over the past few years and there are some super unique and interesting gins out there and even some that are made here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, mezcal is obviously on the rise. I really like that. But I will say after bourbon, it would be tequila. Oh, Tequila is so unique in its flavor profile and the fact that you can age it and, and it brings out some of those whiskey notes while still holding true to the tequila part. Um, I do a lot of drinks with tequila, especially in the summertime. Mm. And nice. Jamie, what about you? Um, all three of what they just said. <laughs> uh, bourbon's usually my go-to. After that, it's gin and then tequila. But it kind of comes down to my mood. If I just want a shot of something, it's always tequila. Mm-hmm. If I want a nice drink, it's typically bourbon. And if I'm kind of feeling funky and want something fresh, I go for gin. So it kind of depends on how I'm feeling or what the vibe is. Fair enough. And <laughs> Alex, you mentioned making drinks at home. Uh, Aaron or Jamie, do you guys make drinks at home or do you leave it to the professionals? <laughs> Hmm. I, I usually leave it to, to the professionals. I mean, if I make something at home, it's usually like an Aperol spritz. Okay. You know, it's it's something pretty, pretty basic, simple. <laughs> yeah, that's still more uh, more work than I do at home. So, <laughs> and I drink at home. Um, <laughs> I do. Don't we all? <laughs> I tend to keep it pretty simple. So um, Alex had mentioned some rye whiskey. I'm a big fan of Templeton rye, and I kind of mm. keep that just on the shelf. Throw an ice cube in and just sip on it. It's kind of something I do so it's not super fancy but Mm -hmm. it's something I really enjoy and I also keep gin around I just got a nice bottle of Hendrix gin sitting on the counter I'm like I might tap into that this weekend (laughs) but usually it's simple simple that sounds great and do any of you guys go towards fruity drinks or do you steer clear of them Uh, Aaron fruity drinks would you count up like a pina colada yeah or like a mai tai or I don't know something with like pineapple juice in it right well i have to tell you the best cocktail i've had all year was a curio oh and uh it was called the nada colada uh so it was their take on a pina colada but it was it was amazing it was uh it took you straight I i think it was february or march so really cold and dark outside and this took you straight to southeast asia uh it was you know uh, kefir lime leaves coconut pineapple Mm. cardamom it was it was amazing and it was a special so i don't know if it's actually on their menu but that sounds good though so good and Alex, do you go for anything fruity or do you normally steer clear of that? I do actually. So one of my favorite styles of drinks is tiki style drinks. Um, so you've got like the grass skirt, which does them. Um, Curio will sometimes or almost always have at least one tiki style drink on there. The best part about tiki is yes, they're fruity, but they're also super boozy. <laughs> Usually a tiki drink has like one to three rums in it, yeah. um, which equates to about between two, probably three ounces of, of rum in that drink. But then it's covered up with some pineapple and maybe some coconut or some lime or whatever. Um, so yes, they are fruity, but they're also boozy. 
boozy so they get you where you need to be. Yeah. <laughs> and Jamie, any thoughts um, on that? I don't really tend to do fruity stuff. Um, when I'm drinking gin, I do like a little bit of citrus in there because it kind of just makes it fresh and vibrant to me. Um, mm, so, yeah, not really. <laughs> throw Teach an orange in my old fashion or throw a lime in my gin, but there's never usually too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, a throwback question. What was the first drink you got when you turned 21? Uh, Alex, do you want to start us off? Sure, I'll start. Um, so I do remember that I tried beer when I turned 21 and hated it. Um, <laughs> I was like, this is awful. How does anybody drink this on the regular? I need something else. Uh, my grandpa's favorite cocktail is a Manhattan. A, mm. a Maker's Mark Manhattan is like his go-to. Uh, for the longest time, his kids, so my mom and, and aunts and uncles would always get him a Manhattan kit for every Christmas. Oh, so when I, great. when I turned 21, I was like, all right, I want to try what, you know, what grandpa drinks. And I made a Maker's Manhattan and that is still today my favorite cocktail. Oh, so. that's awesome. It's okay. a great story. Um, so my first drink, I turned 21 down at OU in Athens when I was in college and I can't quite remember the first drink, but I do remember the last drink that I had <laughs> on the evening, and it was a hot night. Um, so it's kind of like a coffee shot. Um, it's warm. You get, you take it pretty quickly. Um, many people might know that, know of the hot nut. It's kind of a, a thing down there. But that was the, the one drink I remember, like, I have to get that on my 21st birthday <laughs> when I went out. It was like... Was it worth it? It was it. Oh, yeah. And I still, to this day, whenever I go to Athens, it's like, come on, let's slide in here and grab a hot nut. <laughs> Aaron, what about you? This is a long time ago. <laughs> We're not judging you based on your 21-year-old yeah. self. It's okay. <laughs> I was actually in, in Prague when that happened. Oh, when fun. I, and so it was no big deal because you could, you know, drink since you were 18 or whatever. Yeah. So um, I probably had beer. I mean, I, I didn't do shots on my 21st, you know. Um, I don't know. Maybe a white Russian. I probably, you know, thought that was cool because I saw <laughs> the dude drinking white Russian. Yeah. Good old Big Lebowski. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, and so if you were not going to drink a cocktail, but instead had to choose a beer, what beer brand or, or what type of drink would you be grabbing if you had to get a beer instead? Jamie, do you want to start us off? Yeah. So when I was younger, beer was my go-to. That was pretty much what I drank. I was like, I love these craft beers. Um, my favorite is probably IPA. Yeah. I Go hard or go home, I guess, when it comes to that. So if I'm going to have a beer, it's probably an IPA. My favorite IPA is from this place. It's a brewery in Zanesville, Ohio, called Weasel Boy. Yes. They have an excellent one on their great brewery. So if you've never been there, it's not too far from Columbus. You can drive over there in about less than an hour or so and and grab one. Perfect. Erin, do you have a favorite type of beer or... What what do you typically gravitate toward? I would probably go wine first. Um, <laughs> okay, but I I love beers. I'm an equal equal opportunist. Um, uh, beer wise, gosh, I, I love IPAs as well. Uh, I love I love a Founders All Day IPA because you can drink it pretty much all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, really, you know, if I if I had to choose uh, red wine of some sort, that's a, a totally valid answer oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> all right, and Alex, what about you? I'll back you up on the red wine comment. Mm-hmm. I'd love me a good glass of red wine. Yeah. But if we're doing beer, um, I went through an IPA phase, and I think I burnt myself out on it. Mm. And traditionally, I do like you know those bitter, hoppy type things. Um, but 
lately over the past like year or two, I really love the sour beers, which most people are turned off by. And I completely understand it's a polarizing flavor, but I love sour beers, gozas, anything with fruit. Um, I just, I like the light, crisp, refreshing nature of, of those style of beers. And you can have more than one of them. Whereas usually IPAs, I'm like, all right, I'm halfway through this glass. I'm already done. Give me something lighter than that. Um, a lot of what platform does locally are sour and goza style. And I really like those, but it seems as though almost every, at least local brewery has at least one version of those beers. And so I, you know, equal opportunists will try any one that I see. Have you been to a pretentious barrel house? No, where I is was that? About it's to a, mention down that. near the airport. Okay. Um, they are strictly only sour beers. They're oh. less like than a year jam. old, and it's a pretty cool spot. They do trivia, and they have games and stuff there. No food, but they have food trucks parked outside generally, and they're coming out with some pretty unique ones. So I was the person that like wasn't a huge fan of sour beers, but they kind of got me into it, and now I've been going and, and really enjoying them, so you should mm-hmm. check it out. Definitely have to give that a whirl. Yeah, I, I tried a chocolate sour there, which Whoa. sounds really strange, but it was delicious. Yeah, they had that around Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I got to try That's a little great. too. Huh. Was it like chocolate and cherry or just straight chocolate? It was it was just the the slightest hint of chocolate. It was really nice. I say we all go there after this. Okay. <laughs> it is Friday. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, you are listening to The Great Food Debate. So what is one cocktail that you would never drink again if you had the option? Or one type of alcohol, maybe, if you, if you have no idea. Jamie, you want to start us off? I know exactly what my answer is. Perfect. <laughs> so I'm from Ohio, but I spent a few years in Chicago, and Malort is a drink or a shot that I will never take again. Describe, you are warned. Describe what that is for people who are not from Chicago. <sighs> it's just gross. <laughs> it's hard for me to like explain it in detail because I had it once and was like, I'm never having it again. It was just a taste that just like stuck in my mouth. And I remember I actually tried to wash it down with a zombie dust, um, which is from Three Floyds. It's a beer that they oh, have. Oh, yeah. And even that was, it took a while. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Alex, what would you never drink again? Uh, so mine is, it's kind of not fair because of how much liquor is in this drink, um, but it's called a bear fight. And a bear <laughs> fight is a Jaeger bomb followed by an Irish car bomb. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, so don't get me wrong. I will drink Jägermeister. I like it. Uh, you know, as, as far as the shot goes, I'm okay with it. But when you do that, and then you also drop Jameson inside of, of Guinness and chug that too, it is vomit inducing. So oh, <laughs> I will never drink one of those again. But I would actually do Malort five times before <laughs> before I did that again. And Aaron, what would you never drink again? I'm sorry, I'm spe- I'm speechless after that. <laughs> your face, your jaws like dropped. <laughs> uh, let's see. At some point near the age of 21, I won't say before or after. Uh, I my friend and I had a habit of passing a ball of Soco around. <laughs> Southern Comfort. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely revolting. It's a good thing that's not one of my brands. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> no need to apologize. Okay. You are fine. Okay. Okay. You would never do a Soko and Coke or anything like that. I don't. I don't get it anywhere near me. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then uh, we already heard where you would go get a drink, but is there somewhere where you would say has the best happy hour? Versus, it could be the same answer as you already had, but. You know, maybe there's a place with great snacks and great drinks at a good price during happy hour. Or, um, Alex, does anything come to mind? 
So as far as what I think to be a really, really good happy hour overall, uh, Forno does a great job because it's half off everything. That's like mm-hmm. pizzas, appetizers, third, you know, cocktails, which are normally nine, ten bucks are half off. Um, so that's like price wise for sure. However, I will say that almost every cocktail bar anymore has a happy hour of some kind where usually you can get their cocktails, which anymore are running between 10 and $12. You can get versions of those for like six, seven, eight bucks. So, um, I would go, you know, Curio definitely has that, um, service bar and blind lady, uh, both in the short North area are really good. Watershed kitchen mm-hmm. has been doing just some awesome stuff over there. Their menus are super unique and, and innovative. Um, and even up in, if we're like going into the burbs, um, in Dublin, there's harvest pizza downtown oh, sure. and then Vazo is the rooftop bar at the AC hotel, mm-hmm. both of which are doing great drinks and they have, you know, their own happy hour specials there. And we actually mentioned Vaso on our date night episode uh, a couple weeks ago. So, uh, Jamie, what, what comes to mind when I say happy hour? I second Alex in terms of Forno. Um, I live really close by, and even if I rush right across the street, right when it starts, the place is packed. Um, <laughs> so, one that I really enjoyed and I went to recently was um, the Crest Pub. Mm. And they had tons of food on sale or half off, um, a lot of drinks half off. I remember ordering two Moscow mules at once, $5, and it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) My entire group of friends, we did that um, to take advantage because the happy hour was about to end. And it was fantastic. Um, It was super cheap and it was awesome. We just kind of sat on the patio and enjoyed the nice weather. Double fisting the Moscow mule? Yeah, it happened. That's aggressive. Yeah, brave choice. (laughs) Thursday, thirsty Thursday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, All right. And Aaron, uh, what about you? Yeah. So I guess you wouldn't think this place would have a happy hour because it's, it's, very grand and classy, uh, but the upstairs bar at Veritas, is, oh, yeah. uh, they actually named it recently. It's called the Citizens Trust after the bank that used to be there, uh, Citizens Bank. And uh, it's just a really grand, amazing space. And I believe, don't quote me on this, I think it's like a dollar off of uh, cocktails. Um, and it's usually just tons of space so you can find a seat. Uh, they also do like a champagne happy hour downstairs in the restaurant, which is just give hey. me yes, <laughs> champagne. All about bubbles too. Yes, yes. <laughs> bubbles. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, we all need to go out drinking. This just sounds so great. Okay, uh, and I do have some historical cocktail facts for you. Um, anybody want to guess how many bo- uh, bubbles are in a bottle of champagne? Just since we were talking about champagne. Oh. How many, like, actual bubbles? Estimated. Estimated. Yes. It's a lot. (laughs) I'm going to go with, like, 2 million. The answer is 49 million. What? Holy smokes. And each bottle has three more times, uh, three times more pressure than a car tire. So that's why it's so dangerous when you pop those things. Who sat there and counted... All of those bubbles. <laughs> Thank goodness the internet did that, not me. <laughs> and to think I've shot those corks at my friends before. I should probably not do that. <laughs> Never again. Uh, and do you know what the natural spirit or the uh, nation, the nationwide spirit of America is? I do, so I'm not going to answer. Yes. Nationwide spirit mm-hmm. of America. Yeah, we don't have necessarily have a national drink, but we do have a national spirit. Whiskey. Kentucky bourbon. 
bourbon is the answer. They don't say Kentucky bourbon, but I think that's implied. Uh, ever since 1964, that's been the answer. And Puerto Rico's national drink is the pina colada. So, Very nice. fun fact. <laughs> uh, now, any guesses on the most expensive martini in the world? One of the most expensive drinks in general in the world? Is How it, much is it is? Is it out of Las Vegas? No, it's no. in Tokyo. It's in Tokyo? Yes. Because I know Las Vegas, I think, is like a $1,000 martini or something like that. This is way more expensive than the $1,000 martini. $6,999. <laughs> Final answer. Aaron, any guesses? A gold leaf. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> the answer is a $23,000 martini. Uh, it is called the Diamonds Are Forever Martini, oh. sold at a hotel in Tokyo. And it comes with a smooth blend of chilled Grey Goose vodka with a lime twist poured over a flawless one-carat diamond. Wait. So you're Great walking away goose. with a diamond. That's what they yeah, say. You're walking away with a diamond is what you're paying for. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And uh, you obviously get to keep the diamond, or at least you'd hope so. And uh, the, a band will serenade you with Diamonds Are Forever as you drink this drink. So, I mean, if you need somewhere <laughs> often to go, yeah, go to Tokyo and get this fun drink. Uh, <laughs> or and, just go to Curio. Yeah. Or yeah. just go to Curio instead and, if you want to. And get to drink Sans Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say their Isocurio is like diamonds. It is crystal clear. That is so oh, true. So right. you're getting a diamond in some fashion. It's just not the, the fancy one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, maybe you guys knew this, but I never knew this, but uh, martinis are supposed to be stirred, not or stirred, stirred. not shaken. Instead James of shaken, Bond does it stirred. wrong. Yeah. Yes. And a Bloody Mary, uh, many people get it while on a plane, and there's a reason for that. Uh, scientists figured out that um, the altitude affects people's taste buds, so they can taste the, the the umami flavors in a Bloody Mary taste better in an airplane than on land. Based off altitude, yeah. So would not have thought that. <laughs> yeah, because apparently sweet flavors are not as um, detected in a noisy environment like a plane, since there's so much like background noise, and you can taste it just fine in the air. So. Fun fact. And then one last one. (laughs) Um, The most popular, this is debatable, but this is based on the internet. The most popular drink in the United States, what would you guess it is? Most popular cocktail in the U.S. I think I know the answer to this too, so I will hold off or refrain from answering. Okay. (laughs) Any guesses on the most popular cocktail? Uh, Don't say Cosmo. No, not Cosmo. Think think south of the border. Yeah. You're on the right track. Oh, oh, margarita. Margarita. Margaritas. Yeah. Apparently, there's 185,000 margaritas uh, drunk every hour in the U.S. I blame oh. Chili's. Yeah. It's Chili's fault. <laughs> Any Mexican restaurant, you can get a great one. Yeah, margarita. I was going to say Condado does yeah, a Condado. darn good margarita. I'm sure they sell 185,000 over the course of a week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, are there any other uh, places that we forgot to mention or any other drinks that we haven't brought up? Yeah, I, of course. Um, <laughs> now, I just wanted to bring up a place that maybe flies under the radar a bit because oh, it's sure. a very a neighborhood restaurant is Giuseppe's in Bexley. They have, uh, you know, one of the best bartenders in town, Sean Ward, and uh, they just do an amazing job. It, it, it can be hard to get a seat at the bar because it's so popular there. Uh, but one of my favorite things to do if I'm taking myself out on a date is to grab a cocktail at Giuseppe's and then a movie at, at the Drexel. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned it because it's on my list as well. Mm-hmm. And I have it listed as like, it's a great bar that does just awesome classics. And then Sean will also do riffs on classics and, and kind of 
switch it up a little bit. My favorite drink that he does is his Vucare. Um, he yes. actually he, he makes it beforehand because it's a pretty labor intensive drink, but puts it in a flask that he keeps in the freezer, and then he just pulls that out and gives it to you. And it's it's great presentation, but it's also just an awesome cocktail. Wow. Uh, Alex, any other places that were on your list? Uh, I think I said this already, but the Watershed Kitchen, like I said, their menus, they did one that was Ikea-themed. Mm-hmm. They did one that was a baseball program. The one that's right now is like a field map. So, like, if you were going hiking, it's kind of oh, like has that theme to guide. it. Survival Survival Thank mm-hmm. you. That's what I was looking for. Um, so, that's great. Um, Mouton down there in the short north is a super intimate experience. Another great date spot. They do everything just to perfection as well. Um, and uh, another kind of maybe not so known one in Grandview is Palais. Um, awesome meatballs, but the you know Tommy behind the bar there is is doing some really fun quirky stuff over there as well. And mm-hmm. Jamie, did we forget to mention any of your favorites? No, all my favorites were actually mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. As always, we want to hear from our listeners. So did we miss any of your favorite cocktail joints in Columbus? Or do you disagree with any of the ones that we mentioned here today? Uh, if you have any um, any thoughts on this, then please email us at online at thisweeknews.com or send us a tweet at thisweeknews. Um, Jamie, how can people learn more about uh, what you do? Sure. So, again, I'm the community manager for Yelp Columbus. You can find more about what we do at Yelp.com, or you can follow us on our social channels. They're all Yelp Seabus on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you have something related to cocktails coming out, Yeah. Same week as this podcast is airing, our local Yelp blog, which goes out to a lot of folks around the city, is going to be themed around summer cocktails. So you may or may not see some of the spots we mentioned on here, but you can definitely kind of get some tips on where to go in that blog. Perfect. And Alex, how can people find more about you or your company? So I have a work Instagram account, which usually is where I post either new menu things that are coming out or if I have an event coming up. Um, so that is Beam, like Jim Beam, B-E-A-M underscore Bokino, B as in boy, O-K. E-N-O. Like I said, all the stuff that I post there is going to be cocktail-focused, event-focused. Um, so if you're into that sort of thing, go ahead and give that one a follow um, because there's no personal things in there. So <laughs> Perfect. And then, Aaron, how can they read more about your stuff? Right. Uh, ColumbusMonthly.com. And you can follow us at, at ColumbusMonthly on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and you should subscribe as well. Uh, we And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we were just named the number one city magazine in the country. Country for our circulation size. Hooray! So that's very, thank Fantastic. you. Yeah. We well should done. we should toast. We should, yes. we should drink over that. Yeah, we'll get some that's right. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Or you can listen to our website every Friday on thisweeknews.com. And if you have any ideas for future episodes of this podcast, email us at online at thisweeknews.com or send us a tweet at thisweeknews. This is Abby Armbruster signing off. Stay hungry or stay thirsty.